The following is a paid presentation on News Talk 580 CFRA. News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. You bet. We are uh, here and ready to go at schools and Lior once again. Uh, the phone lines, look at that, already open, ready for your uh, your phone call, 613-521-TALK. You have questions about uh, your employment or your workplace, severance, anything under that rather wide umbrella where there's a lot of misinformation. That's why we do the show every week, ready to take your calls again, 613-521-TALK. Help at employmentlawyer.ca works as well. We've got a ton of stuff to get through on the show today. Brother, including everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal. That is on the way first. So the uh, the week that was, what do you got going on? Hey, John, it's uh, it's the weekend and we're here live to answer questions. And I'm excited to be here, excited to be back in the groove and hopefully getting some people to call us so that we have the opportunity to solve as many problems as possible. Don't be bashful. Don't hesitate. Call us right now. Take advantage of the fact that we're here to answer your workplace questions. Maybe you you didn't have the best week. Maybe your boss uh, said something or told you something is coming up. And you want to know, is that legal? Can they do that? Well, we're right here right now wanting to take your call. And, of course, when you call us and, and I answer your question, you'll be also helping others mm-hmm. that may be in the exact same situation. So don't just do it for you. Do it for them as well. Uh, take advantage. Now, week that was couple situations that came across my desk. I talk to people every day that uh, are in difficult workplace situations. So the first one I'll tell you about involved a lady who uh, about a year ago was in a car accident and as a result of that had to be off work for a while. She was uh, uh, getting some physiotherapy. She was uh, getting medical treatment and couldn't work. Well, the good news is after a few months of being off, she was able to come back to work, but she needed to be on modified duties. Right. Uh, she couldn't necessarily do her old job. She needed some, some help and some changes to the, to the job, and the company provided that to her. And for about four months, that's what she was doing. She was doing these modified duties. It was working well. And she was hoping that over time she'll get better and better and hopefully at some point won't need modified duties. Well, after about four months of, of doing this, she gets called into a meeting with the company and they say, well, it's gotten too hard to accommodate you. It's, it's something that we don't want to continue doing. Hmm. So we're not, we're going to stop doing that. We're going to stop providing you with modified duty. So therefore go home. And when you're able to come back to work based on your old position, call us and we'll do that. And she was obviously upset, and then she was very surprised by that. She thought that she could continue working, and things were going well for four months. So she called me, and she wanted to know if what they're doing is legal. Well, it's not legal. It's not legal at all. They were accommodating her. They have a strict duty to accommodate. Remember, an employer has to provide accommodation if at all possible. Now, here's the thing. Because they've been doing it for four months, it's going to be very difficult for them to say, well, now it's too hard. Now something has changed that makes it impossible for us to continue accommodating you. It's difficult to do that. It doesn't look good. To me, this looks like a human rights violation. They could have and should have accommodated. They decided they didn't want to. That is illegal. And in addition to that, aside from it being a human rights violation, by not accommodating, accommodating in the eyes of the law, that's a termination. So she's owed severance, potentially human rights damages, And the lesson here is clear and it's important. If you have a medical issue, if you have a medical condition that needs accommodation, your employer is under a very strict duty to accommodate. Maybe it's modified duties, modified hours. Maybe it's to allow you to work from home. 
whatever it is, they have to do that. If they don't, in many cases, John, that's a human rights violation. 613-521-TALK is the number to call in. We'll get to more of your week that was and move on to our uh, topic of wrongful dismissal. First, got uh, got Jerry on the line, first caller of this uh, this afternoon. Thanks for hanging on, Jerry. How are you? Not too bad. Okay, what's your question? Uh, I, I've been uh, on disability for a while, and I was I haven't been paying union dues. Uh, I'm just wondering, am I still part of the union, or am I taken off the union? No, you are absolutely still uh, part of the of the union. Uh, not even a question. You're still part of the union. You're still an employee of the company. So when and if you're ready to come back to work, you will come back to work to, to your old position. At that point, you're going to start paying union dues again. Mm-hmm. But you are still an employee and, and, and are still a member of the union. My doctor says I will never be able to, turn to uh, return to work. I've been off now for, on disability now for uh, 16, 17 years. Wow. Okay. So, so here's how that works. In that type of a situation, if, if you can't come back to work, the, you, the company doesn't have to do anything. They can kind of sit on this, but you can force a, a termination. And the reason you may want to do that is you actually would be owed some termination entitlements. So you need to talk to your union about this. But in, in this type of a situation, uh, you actually may be owed some severance because you can't come back to work. And these 16 years that you've been on a medical leave uh, count towards your seniority. So you need to contact the union. I know it's been a long time. They're the only ones that can help you. But you may be able to trigger some payment entitlements. If it's clear you're not coming back to work, you may as well do that. Uh, you mean resign? Well, you can resign, but, but it's, it's really, if, if you're not coming back to work, there's, there's two options. You can continue as you are, and that's fine. Yeah. Or you can trigger the, the company's obligation to pay you some severance. Okay. So if you want to do that, then you need to contact your union. We call this a frustration of contract, uh, and it happens in a situation where it's clearly you're not going to be able to come back to work. You've been gone a long time. You could be owed some compensation, but you have to, to reach out to the union. They're the only ones that can help you actually get it. Good, Jerry. We're going to uh, we're going to let you go. Appreciate that uh, that call. We're going to take our first uh, break of the afternoon as well. Get right back. You know, I know there's something else you want to talk about, Lior, and of course uh, everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal in between your phone calls. Six one three five two one talk is the number. Employment hour right here. News Talk five eighty CFRA. Now back to the employment hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. Yeah, we're back indeed. Uh, your phone call, 613-521-TALK, to call through and ask your questions. We're going to get into everything you need to know about uh, wrongful dismissal as well. But you had one more thing you wanted to mention, right? That's right. Yeah. Another uh, situation that came across my desk uh, very recently. Now, we've talked often on the show about constructive dismissal, yep. the idea that an employer doesn't have a right to make unilateral changes to the terms of employment. So usually we're talking about a demotion or a pay increase, but... What happens when none of that happens? What happens instead is your employer adding duties. Well, I had a gentleman who contacted me, uh, and, and he had found himself in an interesting situation. Uh, his employer was cutting costs, which means they were letting people go, 
but they were adding their duties to yeah. him. Yep. So he started with a regular job, you know, was working Monday to Friday, nine to five. Well, over the past few months, he is essentially be do- was doing the job. He tells me of three people. He had to put in some crazy hours. It was just uh, an incredibly stressful situation. He had to come in on weekends and catch up. Uh, he was working around the clock, and the company wouldn't do anything about it. Eventually, after a few months of doing this, things got so bad that he end- ended up having to go on a stress leave. And while on stress leave, he called me and he said, what do I do? Do I have to go back to this? How is that going to work? Well, John, here's the thing. The job that he used to have, the job that he signed up for, is not the job he has now. The company still changed the terms of employment. Now, they may not have uh, gone and uh, reduced his pay. They may not have demoted him, but they still changed the job. They've created a, a situation now that's, number one, difficult to, to manage, but also very different than what it was. Right. So because of that, and especially since it impacted his health, he is now able to treat this as a constructive dismissal. He is able to say, I'm not coming back. I'm going to treat this situation as a termination and make you pay me my full severance. They didn't demote him. They didn't change his pay. They simply kept adding more and more duties, creating a different position. So if you're ever in that situation, if your now work situation has become unmanageable, maybe you're loaded up with more and more duties, maybe the company is trying to save money by piling on more things onto you, those situations often can and do result in constructive dismissal. If that happens, reach out to me and let's chat. That number, by the way, uh, when we're not on the show, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. D- that also works in reverse if you're working and they start to take duties away from you. It seems like a good thing you got less to do, but it could be uh, it could be harmful, and you don't have to to tolerate that as well, right? Absolutely. If your job is changing. In, in that way, you, you may now have a less prestigious job, something yeah. that, that's not as, uh, uh, as interesting or something that won't look as good on a resume. That, too, can be illegal. That, too, can be a constructive dismissal. If that happens, by all means, you can, you should reach out to me right away. 613-521-TALK is the number to call through the remainder of this show and ask your questions. Please do. We have uh, wide open lines. We're... Uh we're ready for you. Wrongful dismissal. Before we talk about uh, what it is, why don't you tell us what it isn't? Well, John, wrongful dismissal is probably the main issue that I deal with in my job. Probably one of the first uh, or the most common situations that comes across my desk. Now, usually when people call me when they lost their job, oftentimes they believe they've been wrongfully dismissed because they're upset about the reason. They feel the company didn't have legitimate reason to let them go, or the company wasn't reasonable uh, in, in uh, their demands, or they, they were let go instead of someone that wasn't as good. So for all those reasons, someone comes to me and says, Lior, they didn't have a good reason. I've been wrongfully dismissed. Right. Well, that, unfortunately, is not a wrongful dismissal. And it's not a wrongful dismissal because, legally speaking, a company is allowed to let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason so long as compensation is paid. So that could have a bad reason, or their reason may be illegitimate, or they give you a reason and it turns out they were false. They said we're cutting costs and the next day they hire a replacement. Clearly they lie to you. But that is not a wrongful dismissal still, as long as the company is willing to pay you severance. So a wrongful dismissal has nothing actually to do with the reason the company lets you go. It has everything to do with the amount of compensation that you're owed. So how can someone know if they've been wrongfully dismissed? So 
Let's start with the idea that yeah. uh, most people are wrongfully dismissed. Okay. Despite what I said right now, that 90%, sorry, that, that uh, has nothing to do with the reason, most people, when you're let go, you're wrongfully dismissed. Why? Because the company, in most cases, over 90% of cases, tries to get away with paying a heck of a lot less than what they actually owe. So chances are, and I'm talking about pretty darn good chances, that if you're staring at that termination letter, that severance letter right now, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you remember Lior saying, well, the reason doesn't really matter, you're still wrongfully dismissed. That number that the company is offering you is probably 30 40 60% less than what it needs to be. In most cases, it is. Now, how do you know for sure? Well, a few easy ways. You can always call me and I can uh, assess your entitlements and tell you right away. You can also go to severancepaycalculator.com. You know, we know about the severance pay calculator. We could have also called it the wrongful dismissal calculator. Because what it does is it assesses how much you're owed and compares that with what you've been offered. And if there is a difference, then guess what? You've been wrongfully dismissed. So you could be let go for wearing a blue shirt one day, which is ludicrous, but uh, that's not the problem. The problem is you were owed a year's severance and they gave you three months. That's the problem, right? That's the wrongful dismissal. Yeah. That's yeah. the illegal part of it. Gotcha. So company can let you go, but in most cases, yeah. when they do, your example is actually the reality. You've been offered X. It should have been X times three. That's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. How common is it? How often do you see it? John, I see this all the time. If I, if someone calls me and they lost their job and they haven't been wrongfully dismissed, I, I walk around the office telling that to my colleagues. It, it, it's that unusual and that rare. Yeah. And, and it, it really is. And, you know, when I talk about a wrongful dismissal, I'm not even talking about, well, you know, you should have been offered $1,000 more. Hey, $1,000 is a lot of money, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a situations where in the vast majority of cases when people have been wrongfully dismissed, they're, they're potentially owed tens of thousands of dollars. And there's misconceptions out there. And, and you know what, John? Employers, one of two things happens with, with employers. Either they hope that the employee doesn't know better and they'll accept. And in most cases, they'd be right about that. Or the employer itself may not appreciate their legal obligations. Right. So, so that's why it's so important. It's your responsibility if you've been let go to get that advice, to go to severancepaycalculator.com to figure out how much you're owed. Your employer is not going to do that for you, and chances are over a 90% chance that if you've been let go, you did nothing wrong, it's a termination without cause, you still have been wrongfully dismissed. You're feeling unsure about all this uh, at this moment. Feel free to uh, to call in and uh, and ask. At least start to get it cleared up, 613-521-TALK. Is the number email anytime is help at employmentlawyer.ca as well, talking about a wrongful dismissal. So what if your employer gave you notice of termination instead of severance? Could you still be wrongfully dismissed? Sure, absolutely. So let me kind of paint the scenario here. We know that an employer has to pay severance when they let you go. Well, actually, in some situations, they don't have to. And one of the ways an employer can avoid paying severance is they can give you enough working notice, advance notice of termination. Right. So for example, if you're owed 10 months severance, one way your employer can meet its obligations, instead of giving you 10 months severance, they can give you 10 months notice of termination. The equivalent of severance, they can give that in notice. So if your employer gives you enough notice, you may not be owed severance, you may not be wrongfully dismissed. But here's the thing. The same thing I I said before about the 90% applies to if you get notice of termination. 
in 90% of cases, when someone gets notice of termination, they didn't get enough notice. So maybe your employer said, we'll give you three months notice of termination, then you're gone. Well, if that should have been eight months, they owe you the difference. They owe you the difference, which they'll have to pay by way of severance. So even if you've received advance notice of termination, in most cases, and you have to assume this to be true, yeah. in most cases, you're owed much more than that, and the company's going to have to pay the balance, the difference in money, in severance. You know, we've spoken many times before about uh, constructive dismissals, difference between wrongful and constructive, again, just to clear it up. So a constructive dismissal is a type of wrongful dismissal. Okay. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. We said that a wrongful dismissal really is a situation when you're let go with insufficient severance or maybe no severance. Well, that's exactly what a constructive dismissal is. A constructive dismissal is a termination. It happens when your employer changes the terms of your employment, and the law considers that to be a termination. Except if your employer didn't pay you severance, it's now a wrongful dismissal. So a constructive dismissal, again, happens when the employer changes the terms of your employment, is a a form of wrongful dismissal, and the result is you are owed the same severance you would have received had the company straight up and flat out terminated your employment. If you haven't tried it yet, uh, severancepaycalculator.com, over three-quarters of a million people. I did not uh, I did not say something incorrect there. Three-quarters of a million people have used it. You want to find out what your severance is worth, you can do so to call in now, 613-521-TALK. What about the deadline in that severance package? By the time you figure out if you've been wrongfully dismissed, the package is going to expire, right? Friday at 3 or whatever it says on the bottom. Every severance letter, every termination letter, every severance package has a deadline. Right. Uh, so... Here's what we're offering you, and to accept this employee, you have to sign this by Friday at 3 or at 5 or Monday, whatever it is. It has a deadline. Well, most people, when they see that deadline coming from their employer, are going to feel the, the pressure. They're going to feel the, the stress of it, and that's exactly what's it, what it's intended to do. It's a pressure tactic. Yeah. It's to make you feel that you have something to lose. Don't fall for that. Okay, That deadline is meaningless. Your rights do not expire Friday at 5 or any other time. You have two years to pursue your entitlement. So if you need to take the time to get advice, if you need to take the time to, to reach out to me or check out severancepaycalculator.com, take that time. Take as long as you need. Do not worry about that deadline. I'm, I, I don't know that I can be any clearer than that. I'm here live on the radio saying do not worry about that deadline in your severance offer. It doesn't matter and if you're offered or if you're owed more, you're going to get it. It's not going to expire. Take the time you need. Make sure that there's no regrets because once you sign off on that severance letter, you're done. There's no changing your mind. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. We'll uh, take a small break, wrap up our chat about uh, wrongful dismissals, and we'll get into some common employment law questions. If you have some, which I'm sure you do, now's the time to uh, to ask them. 613-521-TALK is the number. It's the Employment Hour, News Talk 580, CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. And you still got lots of time to uh, call in, ask your questions here on the air. 613-521-TALK is the way. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Just uh, going to wrap up our chat about wrongful dismissal and move on to some employment law questions. Very common ones, actually. I'm sure you've had in your head before or wanted to ask. We'll get to those. But as far as the uh, wrongful dismissal matters concerned, how easy or how difficult is it to resolve? 
So I, I was talking right before the break about the fact that people have to get advice, reach out to me if, if they've been let go because right. again, chances are they've been wrongfully dismissed. Well, a lot of these individuals are going to hesitate to do that. And the most of the hesitation in my experience has to do with a fear of the process of resolving it. Let's face it, no one wants to be involved in a long legal battle. No one wants to have to worry about going to a trial. No one wants to worry about those things. And, and, and frankly, I get that. Well, here's the thing. That does not happen almost never when it comes to wrongful dismissal, when it comes to employment law. Uh. Instead of that, these matters resolve quickly, usually within a few weeks. Okay, They resolve quickly without often legal action. And even if legal action is required, it still resolves quickly and it doesn't have to go to court or to trial. So do not be afraid of the process. It's not a situation where I'm going to tell you, oh, you're on another, another $30,000 in legal fees and it's going to take three years to get it. Huh. Nonsense. It's not going to happen. We'll be able to resolve it quickly. We'll be able to resolve this often even amicably. So do not worry about it. Don't be afraid of that process. Don't give up your rights because of that at the very least. Let's talk. Let me explain to you what you're owed, how much, uh, how much it's gonna, uh, effort it's gonna be to get it, and how long it's gonna take. So you're thinking now, okay, I've been let go and possibly wrongfully dismissed. What do I do? Well, you know what? First thing you do when you're looking at that uh, severance letter, you just stepped out of that meeting in the boardroom with uh, your boss, and they told you today's your last day. Uh, you know, you, you go to pack up your office. In the meantime, take your smartphone out and go to severancepaycalculator.com, even as you're uh, packing up your office. and Because it, it takes 20 seconds, and it's completely anonymous. It's completely free. You don't have to grab your credit card, none of that. And right off the bat, you'll find out if you've been wrongfully dismissed. You'll find out if the six months that they offered you is good. Spoiler alert, it's not. Uh, in most cases, it's not even close. And then, if you, if once you've done that, you can reach out to me. And again, if you don't like me, I've said this before. I'll always say this. If you think Lior doesn't know what he's talking about, then fine. Speak to another employment lawyer. But please, please, please speak to a lawyer. Make sure that you don't walk away from your entitlements. I want to make sure that people get what they're owed. It's not about what I think you should get, or or what a a, a greedy person thinks you should get. It's about what the law says you should have. You should never feel bad about pursuing what the law says you should have. If you've been wrongfully dismissed, it means that someone did something that's wrong, something someone, something that's illegal. Don't let that happen. Stand up for your rights. Reach out to me and go to severancepaycalculator.com. Lots of time to uh, have your say here on the show. 613-521-TALK is the way or help at employmentlawyer.ca. Before we move on to some common employment law questions, I want to get an email that... that uh, just came in at the top of the show. Andrew says, I'm on a disability leave and my employer has just been sold. Can I lose my LTD and what does it mean for me? So LTD, long-term disability, uh, and this often happens. You're on disability, uh, you've been off for a while, and in the meantime, your business is sold. The, the company that you work for is, is now being bought and sold. Well, it does not impact your disability entitlements. It does not. You will continue to be on disability until you're able to return to work. Okay, so the fact that the company is sold, the fact that the company's ownership is changed is not going to impact your ability to receive the payment from the insurance company. But something else you need to keep in mind if you're on a disability leave and the business is sold. You want to understand what is your status as an employee. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, your the Two things can happen. Either the new company takes you on or they don't. If the new company takes you on, that's fine. When you come back to work, you'll go back to work for them. They inherit your service, and that's fine. 
if the new company does not take it on, take you on, then even though you're off on a disability leave, the company has to pay you severance. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, so you so you need to reach out to the employer and, and ask what I know the business is being sold. What is my status? Am I right. going to be kept on? Am I not going to be kept on? If you're not sure what's happening, reach out to me. You may be owed severance, but the good news is either way, it's not going to impact your disability benefits. We like to uh, compile, you know, some basic uh, common employment law questions as the shows go on here over the uh, weeks and months. We'll get to we'll get to rip off a few of these before we get some more emails. Um, when does my employer have to pay me overtime? Is a question I often get. It is a question that I often get, and it is a question that is simple to answer. But despite that, sometimes and often people, employers, employees get it wrong. So, yeah. in terms of what an employer has to do, in most cases, you have to get paid overtime. If you work more than 44 hours a week, 44 hours a week, anything over that, you have to get time and a half. Now, it's important to understand that uh, that's true whether you're an hourly employee or a salaried employee. Yes, salaried employees also get overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week, time and a half for anything over 44. Now, this is true, John, even if the company did not ask you to work overtime, right? and it's even true if the company did not approve the overtime. If you work the overtime and you needed to work to get the job done, the company has to pay it. They cannot say to you, well, we didn't approve, we didn't ask us, we didn't tell you to do it, so we're not gonna pay it. No, that is illegal. If you work the overtime, they have to pay you time and a half for anything over 44. Now, there's some positions that are exempt from overtime. Probably the biggest one is managers. Generally, managers don't get overtime. They're exempt. Uh, so the company doesn't have to pay overtime in that situation. Some other positions are exempt. Certain professionals, uh, lawyers, doctors, accountants, nurses uh, are exempt from overtime. A few other positions, IT professionals, uh, some people in constru- construction. But generally, everyone else gets overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week, salary or hourly. 613-521-TALK for the remainder. That is the number to call into the uh, the show now and uh, and get it happening. How does a salaried employee, they're going, okay, I get overtime, but I'm on salary, I'm not hourly. How do we figure this out? Simple. You grab your calculator and yeah. then you simply look at what do you earn in a week? Is it $500? Is it $1,000? Whatever you earn in a week is good for 44 hours. So you take that. You divide it by 44, that gets you an hourly rate. One and a half times is your overtime rate. Simple as that. Another common question you get is, uh, my employer made a significant change to my job. Uh, Can they do that? I guess it could be anything like uh, change your hours of work, maybe your workload, or change your location, right? Absolutely. Uh, Your employer does not have the right to change the terms of your employment in a significant way. Now, there's some minor changes your employer can make. You know, if they uh, change your your hours by, you know, 15 minutes here or there, that's probably something that's allowable. But for the most part, uh, they cannot change the terms of your employment. They cannot change your job. They cannot demote you. Uh, they cannot reduce your pay. They cannot relocate you. Uh, they cannot, as I said at the top of the show, give you a bunch more duties. If they do, you now have an option. You can accept these changes. You can accept these this new reality. Or you can decide to treat this as a constructive dismissal and say, no, I'm not accepting this change. I'm leaving with my severance. So if a change is imposed, you only have a short period of time to make that decision. You cannot sit on it and decide, well, let's see how I feel a year from now. No. You got to try to make a decision as soon as possible. Often you have a few weeks to make that decision before you quit, though, before you say that's it, constructive dismissal. 
reach out to me. Let's talk about it. But no, your employer does not have a right to make significant changes to the terms of your employment. A few more of those on the way. Uh, questions, that is, and some more emails. In the meantime, still got some time to call in. Ask your question, 613-521-TALK and help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's Employment Law Show. It's right here. It's on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. Yeah, we're back at it. Uh, indeed, still some time for you to call in and ask your questions, don't you know? It's uh, 613-521-TALK. That is the number. Common employment law questions. This one is uh, its all over the news, really, almost every week. My boss is treating me very poorly, maybe bordering on uh, you know, abusive. Uh, what can I do? It, it is a common question. It, it is one that I deal with very often, that I see very often, and it's a, it's a complicated one, and it's one that uh, individuals should not have to endure. The law is very clear that you have a right to a healthy, to a supportive and proper work environment. You should not be working in a, an unhealthy environment, in a poisoned environment. And when you do have to work in that situation because your employer uh, is doing something wrong or, or not solving a problem, well, then that becomes a legal issue. Now, in terms of what you do, the first thing you want to do if you're being mistreated, your boss, etc., you want to try to see if the, the problem can be fixed. You want to try to give your employer the ability or the opportunity to fix that problem. So you want to speak to someone in the company, someone with uh, authority, HR or an owner or, or someone higher on the management level, and tell them what's happening. They're then obligated by law. They are obligated to investigate this, to take it seriously, and then ultimately to do whatever they can to fix it, to make that issue go away and disappear. Uh, and, and that's your best case scenario. Now, if you cannot do that because there's no one to talk to you, or if there, you've tried and nothing's happened, then at that point it may be time to consider constructive dismissal. Here we go back to talking yeah. about constructive dismissal. A constructive dismissal also happens if you're now the victim of a poisoned work environment, workplace harassment. If you're being harassed and mistreated, makes it difficult for you to continue working, makes it difficult to come into work every day, that is illegal. That is something that's unacceptable. And because of that, you can treat your situation as a termination. So what do you do? Step one, give the company the opportunity to try to fix the problem. If they've done, if you've done that and they haven't fixed the problem, you reach out to me. It's time to talk about getting you out of there and getting you the compensation that you're owed. Just uh, chipping away at a short list of some very common employment law questions. This one we've done complete shows on. That is, my employer says I'm on the old temporary layoff. Do I have to take? Do they have to take me back eventually? Well, that's actually the wrong question to ask, and we put that there because that is the question I'm asked often. That's but right. The real question shouldn't be, do they have to take me back? The real question should it be, was the temporary layoff legal to begin with? And the answer is no, no. it's not. It's not. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. A temporary layoff in most situations is not legal. It's not something your employer is allowed to do. A temporary layoff usually gives you the right to treat your employment as being terminated. So the question is not whether or not they're going to take you back. The question is, should you even allow that to happen? And what I say is, no, you don't want to agree to accept a temporary layoff. Because if you do, guess what? You've given the company the right to do it again and again and again. So because of that, you only have one chance 
to say, no, I'm not accepting a temporary layoff. I'm going to treat that as a termination. And that is the first time the company does it. The second time they do it, third time, etc., you're stuck. So no, your company does not have a right, right to lay you off temporarily. If they do, you can treat that as a termination. Now, there's some industries where it's assumed and it's a uh, it's part of the job that you're going to be laid off temporarily. Maybe if it's a seasonal job, yeah. maybe landscaping or certain construction jobs, those are seasonal jobs, right? So it's assumed and understood you're going to be laid off, let's say, in the winter, and that's fine. But if you're not working a seasonal job and the company may say, you know, business is slow, we need to lay you off for some time, they actually don't have a right to do that, even though business may be slow. That could be the truth. It's still not something that they have a right to do. It's still You, you have still the right to treat that as a termination. If that happens, reach out to me. Don't accept it. If you accept it, you've opened the door wide for them to do it again and again. That number for Lior's office, uh, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Emails help at employmentlawyer.ca. In that regard, Steve is up next. Steve says, I usually work around uh, 50 hours of paid overtime a month. My company just decided to hire another employee, so from now on, I will have no overtime. Can they even do this? So this is an interesting question because uh, you know what their company is actually doing is reducing Steve's compensation. They may not be changing his salary. They may not be necessarily reducing his regular hours of work, but if he regularly works overtime, that's a term of employment, and now they're saying that's not happening anymore, well, what they've done is they've changed the term of employment. They've effectively reduced his compensation. Now, the company may have a good reason to do it. Right. They may think, well, it's not, a, it's not cost-effective to pay overtime. We may as well hire a new person, and that, that makes sense. But despite that, they don't have a right to lay some, or to, to reduce someone's compensation in this way. So if Steve can show that it's consistent that he works overtime, if he can show that it's, he's been doing this for a while, in that situation, it becomes a term of employment. It's his term of employment, and the company doesn't have the ability to change that. Mm. So if you have an over, a job where you work regular overtime, now the company says no more overtime. That is a change. That is something that can absolutely lead to a constructive dismissal. You do not have to accept that. You know, uh, Leanne wrote an email here just a few moments ago, a pretty stressful situation. She said, my boss announced uh, just this week that the company I work for is likely to shut down in the next year. Can I quit and then get severance? And and I've had many types of uh, these types of questions. You know, yeah. we know the company's going to shut its door. We know we're going to be let go. But we want to quit before then because maybe there's another job. Can I just get my severance and quit? Well, the short answer is no. Even though the company is going to let you go at some point, so you, you, you the writing is on the wall, maybe they've even told you that. Well, if you quit before that last day, then that is a resignation. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not choosing to leave, the company is telling you your job is going to be gone. But if you actually physically leave, physically resign before that last day, then you've given up the right to any severance. And that's important because had you stayed till the last day, had you stayed until the company actually lets you go, you may have been you may have been owed severance. It could have been substantial. So I'm not saying you have to stay till the, to the end. If there's a good opportunity that comes, you may want to grab it. But you have to understand that if you do that, 
then you'll be walking away from severance that you're owed. So you have to make that decision. Uh, it's your decision, Leanne. But if you do leave before the company actually shut its doors, you won't be getting any additional payment. I know we got some uh, some, uh, some good stuff coming on the horizon very shortly. But for now, give us some more details on the severance pay calculator. Yeah, we're going to have some some big announcements coming yeah. uh, in in a number of weeks. But severancepaycalculator.com, a tool, as you've said before, over three quarters of a million people. That, that number is just insane. Isn't over it? Three quarters of a million people have used it uh, and used it successfully to find out how much they're owed and, and uh, how much uh, the company actually is underpaid them. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You answer a few questions about your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you are done. You find out right there and then how much you should have received. It's free. It's anonymous. It's easy to use. You don't have to put it in your name, the company's name. It's just there for your information. And, of course, if you want to, after you've used the severancepaycalculator.com mm-hmm. website, you can call, push, uh, push a button, contact me, and I'll reach out to you. As they say, we are done for the day. You want to reach out? Simple. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. Till next time, right here, the Employment Hour on News Talk 580 CFRA. You've been listening to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. The Employment Hour airs every Saturday at 5, right here on News Talk 580 CFRA.